0: Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. It is January 12th. I hope you are all off to a fantastic start for the new year. And I have some very exciting news to share with you guys. I have signed a lease. I am moving back to the city in the end of January, so I signed a lease for the 29th. We're going to head up and drive the very fun 24 hours up there on the 28th, and I am officially moving, you guys. I'm so, so excited to finally be sharing this news with you guys, and I can't wait to tell you all about the journey and sharing it with you, the highs, the lows, because there will definitely be both. I think that this is just gonna be such a really wonderful next step for everything under the LaRue brand, the coaching, the podcast, the blog, and myself. You know, this is the this is the energy shift that I have been dying for and I I can't even begin to describe to you the weight that's been lifted off my shoulders now that I have a date and I have a place. So I'm so excited to finally be sharing that with you guys. Like I said, I just can't wait to share this journey with you guys and bring you along every step of the way. And of course, I'll keep you updated. I have the intention to record a podcast after I get up there and share with you guys like kind of how the process worked. because I know I'm connected with a lot of people that are kind of on the same journey trying to move to or back to New York. So I have the intention to record a podcast and a blog and obviously just kind of share everything with you guys about why I chose this apartment and why I chose this path for me So stay tuned for that. That'll come probably in the first two weeks of February. But let's dive right into this podcast topic. Today, we're talking about why we're attached to unhealthy attachments. I have so much to say on this topic, and I'm very excited with how the blog came out and how I've kind of outlined this podcast topics and points I want to hit throughout. So I'm just going to dive right in because I have a lot to say, baby. Unhealthy attachments, point blank. Let's talk about what they are first, right? Unhealthy attachments are a reflection of what you're not or we're not offering ourselves on our own. So we attach to something that fills a need that we can't fulfill ourselves. So if you're attached to another person's love, where are you not offering yourself enough love? If you're attached to a job that feels validating, where are you not validating yourself? These are what unhealthy attachments do. And we form them to things that ease discomfort we're not willing to address. So if you're uncomfortable with the amount of love you're receiving from yourself, comfortable being a generic word there, whatever it is, fill in the blank for yourself, then you're going to find it in another way that creates an unhealthy attachment. And we occupy our mind and our energy and our thoughts with something that feels comforting or validating when in fact it's simply filling a void we're scared to meet. So unhealthy attachments come from the discomfort we feel from usually negative emotions that we've talked about over and over and over again on this podcast, anger, grief, resentment, guilt, sadness, anxiety, and the laundry list of other emotions that come with it. So when you're experiencing one of these emotions and it's making you really uncomfortable or the emotion is a product of an experience and it's something that you're not going to address, to fill that uncomfortable feeling in your life, to remove it, set it aside and pretend it's not there, we create unhealthy attachments. And of course, as always, you know, I'm going to kind of dive into the analytical point of this and then I'm going to offer you guys my own example. So instead of confronting these feelings, we like to box them up. We like to box up these emotions into a neat, tidy space that doesn't require our direct attention, right? Instead, we're focusing our attention on this attachment and pretending that, you know, the scales are balanced and everything's fine when in reality it's not. So we then point that attention to something that distracts from the obvious problem until one of two things happens. That tidy box in the corner is going to burst and it's finally time to address whatever it is that you've put inside that box. Or, and I would say that this is the worst of two options, the unhealthy attachment you've created begins to lack fulfillment or comfort and you begin to resent it. So if you create an unhealthy attachment to your job because you're not feeling fulfilled in your relationship, then you're going to begin to resent your job. And you're faced with a mirror that reflects what's actually going on. But either way, you end up in the same space. It's just a matter of how much time that passes, right? Either way, you're going to end up standing in front of a mirror that says, hey, it's time to address that box that's sitting right behind you that you've been trying to ignore, right? That in-between period where the attachment exists to shove aside the real issue. So the three-step process really being, you know, something happens, you experience something that, again, this goes a lot with what we talked about last week, that triggers an emotional response that you're severely uncomfortable with. And instead of addressing that severe uncomfort, and instead of addressing those emotions, you wrap them up, put them in a box, set it aside, and then attach this Knowing that you need to address something and this energy around that to something else, and because unhealthy attachments have an extraordinary power in our lives to make us believe we've done the work, like we've become, we've overcome the battle, we face the challenge, we climb the hill. This attachment is our way of telling ourselves that we've actually healed, when in fact, of course, we have not. This is not correct. The attachment, because it offers validation is actually going to give you this sort of inauthentic energy that tells you you're doing okay and that you're fulfilled. This may work, granted, for a little while, of course. Sometimes, and I want to make this very clear as well, sometimes we need to attach energy and time and our mind and our body to something that allows us to create a place of ease before we address the big thing, I'm not saying that you need to go through something and then address it right away. And then, you know, if you don't, you're going to create an unhealthy attachment and it's just all going to kind of shatter around you. Sometimes we need that in-between period and that's fine. But like I said before, the question I asked before, how long can you really sit in that in-between period before it's just giving yourself space versus creating an unhealthy attachment that you're going to resent and that's going to blow up in your face? It may work for a little while, and maybe the tiny period you need before you actually do address the real issue. But how long can we maintain that inauthentic energy? This is a facade. This inauthentic energy is driven by our need for balance and structure in our lives. So the example I used earlier, right? When our job is going really well, but our relationship isn't, then we focus on the job spend more hours there work even harder to compensate for this lack of fulfillment or balance we feel in our relationship i actually said something so as i kind of outline the bullet points that i want to do for the podcast i look at the blog and just kind of look at the vocabulary i use some of the main points i use some of kind of the overarching messages and i kind of just pull that into the podcast um, to make sure that i'm hitting all the same points right And I found a line while I was reading through the blog that I thought was really profound and really spoke volumes to what unhealthy attachments really are. So I'm going to steal that from the blog. When things become unbalanced in our lives, we tend to overcompensate in one area to validate that need for balance, which is what creates unhealthy attachments. You are then receiving that validation at work or whatever it is, which turns into an attachment or a need for it, which is where this pseudo balance comes in that we know doesn't have the longevity to sustain us because it's in fact not real. That inauthentic energy is what you're existing in. Simply put, right, we've talked now about what unhealthy attachments are, but why do we do this? We, which I've talked about over and over again before as well, we fear our deeper, darker, more difficult emotions. We know that to get through them, it's not going to be this exciting, easy, fun process. And I talk about this all the time with you guys, but I'll say it again. You know, the last two years of my life have been such high highs and low lows because it started with me. And again, you can listen to this whole story in the very first podcast, but it started with me literally deciding if I wanted to live or not. Like, that's where I started with this journey. Do I want to live or do I not want to be here anymore? And obviously, I chose to, you know, fight for my life in this in the emotional sense. And in doing that, I, I went through the most arduous, complicated, overwhelming healing journey that I've ever experienced in my life so far. And to acknowledge those things was, and and finally address all of that, was me letting go of a ton of unhealthy attachments in my life, which I'm going to give you an example of in a little bit. So basically what it is, is that we fear these all-consuming and entirely overwhelming emotions, which are often our, you know, quote, real issues in our lives that we've put into that box in the corner that we're talking about. And it's because it might bring up conflict or deep self-reflection or, the scariest point of all, it might bring about enormous change in your life. By finally addressing these things or going through it with yourself, you're going to change your life. Naturally that happens. When you heal, you change. When you heal, you grow. When you heal, you expand as a human being. And that's exactly what happened for me. I went from the most depressed place I've ever been to in my life to an entirely 180 brand new person. And that was because I finally, and I've talked about you know the healing journey being the trenches, it's finally because I went through those trenches on my own. You know, I had people assisting me in the journey. I had my therapist and my parents and my friends supporting me, but it was only up to me to decide if I was actually going to start healing. That fear we have around healing, around knowing that to get to that other side, it's not a straight and narrow walk. It is really going through those trenches. So this fear we have about addressing these emotions, that fear is what clings to this energy of unhealthy attachment, because the attachment is giving you what you need, validation, safety, fulfillment, without doing the actual work. You don't fear those feelings. You don't fear being validated. You don't fear being safe. You don't fear being fulfilled, even though all of those things are inauthentic in your life because you're not addressing the underlying issues. And so this is sort of where we move back again, like I said, to that conversation of triggers that we had last week, which it was a really saucy episode, highly recommend you go listen, a fantastic way to kick off the 2022 podcast here. So last week when I was talking about triggers, I talked about the fact that the healing journey is always going to be an uphill battle. Now, of course, there will be moments in our lives that we've reached sort of a peak and we can walk instead of climb. But at some point, That trail ends, another thing in our life happens, and we have to climb again. We have to go through the healing journey of whatever's happening because let's face it, we know that we don't live in a world where things are perfect all the time. So there's always gonna be times in our lives that we need to heal from something. That being said, unhealthy attachments being said, triggers being said, would you rather take that journey, that uphill battle, as one who can look back at the paths you've taken, and smile with gratitude that the challenges you faced are the moments you've overcome in your life and those are the ones that have given you strength to continue climbing? Or would you rather be someone who is climbing the hill with a fake smile plastered on their face in fear of what the next hill will bring because you haven't taken the time to nurture, love, and heal your journey thus far? A lot of us have been that second person. You might be that person right now. And let me tell you, in no way am I shaming you or judging you. I was that person for a huge portion of my adult life thus far. And I look back at her with a lot of compassion and understanding and sympathy and love because that was who I needed to be in that moment. I simply couldn't deal. I simply didn't have the strength in myself. And that's fine. We're all going to be there again. We've all been there. And if you're there right now, I want to assure you that you need to have compassion and love for yourself in this moment because you will eventually get to a place where you're ready to confront all this baggage and deal with it. And if that, if you're not at that place right now, that's okay. It doesn't have to be right this second. It doesn't have to be the second after something happens. It's whatever feels natural and right to you. And your body and your mind and your subconscious will let you know when it's time to start healing certain parts of your life. Another thing I said on the blog in this sort of genre of topic, living in this inauthentic energy or actually really surviving in it is one of the easiest ways to tear down all of the work and progress you've already made to live a purposeful and intentional life. But again, that's not something you should punish yourself for because I've said this countless times and I will forever say this. If you don't go through the hard parts in your life, including this part we're talking about right now including pretending everything's okay and then finally when you're ready confronting those demons if you don't go through the hard parts in life and you just always slap on a fake smile you are not living as the full person and full version of yourself and highest version of yourself that you have the potential to be and you will never ever reach that person if you don't go through these hills and valleys that's just point blank what it has to be. And again, I, this is very much a reiteration of what we said last week and what we talked about last week with triggers. So now that I've had this nice long winded introduction, we've talked about unhealthy attachments. I feel like I've given you guys a good background on what they mean and how they sort of manifest in your life and what it can look like and how to address them and how to recognize them, which you can see more of on the blog, on Friday's post. I want to share a time with you guys that I had a very unhealthy attachment. And this is something I've never shared with you guys yet. So bear with me as I open up. Almost everything I talk about really goes back to my brother and this does as well. So don't get annoyed with me. I would say maybe a year and a half or so after my brother died, I met someone in New York. I started dating someone. He was a really, you know, great person. Really, you know, the ideal person I've always seen myself with. And we met and things escalated between us very, very quickly. We said, I love you. I think in the first like three weeks we were together. Um, He asked me to be his girlfriend almost immediately. Like it just happened very quickly. And in the moment, a lot of that felt very good. It felt like it was really what I needed. I had never in my life seriously dated someone. I'll say that the way it was playing out because I was pretending that things were okay, it felt like a movie to me in that moment because he was everything that I thought I'd ever wanted in a guy. (laughs) You know, I was very naive. I was 19. So we were dating for a while and then he told me that in a little over a year, he was planning to go back to grad school. He was applying then, but he was applying for the following fall. So like literally a year and a half almost, I think, if I remember correctly. I don't know. But it wasn't just grad school. He wanted to go to grad school in a whole nother country. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, that's over a year from now. If we're still together, we'll deal with it then. But he wasn't really on board with that idea and long story short, he really had decided to end the relationship, and that it was at that moment that I realized how truly attached I was to this person because I wasn't confronting all of the demons that I had been facing. So my unhealthy attachment in this relationship was that I was receiving the love from him that I could no longer receive from my brother. This this love that I was craving, this this time this person that i was craving to see was gone in my life forever and someone i would never see again in my like living universe and i had this need for love because my dad attempted suicide and i was alone in new york and i you know i didn't have family and there were so many areas in my life that i was missing this enormous love that i didn't feel that i found in him and that created a severely unhealthy attachment, which I'll be very frank with you guys, made me a very toxic person. I became someone I was very unhappy with and not proud of when that relationship had ended. And I realized something. I think the, the wisdom was peeking out at this moment. That, you know, despite how naive I was at 19 and not realizing what I was truly getting from this relationship was was something that I would never actually, you know, get. It was, a, it was a fake fulfillment that I was feeling, which we talked about. I realized that what was so hard for me and what made me behave the way I did was that I had never in my life lost someone who was physically still here. I'd never gone through a breakup. I had never lost a best friend you know I still had a a lot of my best friends from high school or they had just like naturally we had naturally just kind of like fallen out of each other's lives I had never like had a horrible ending to a friendship or a relationship you know I had never lost someone who was physically still here with me on this earth I had lost several people that were no longer here with me on this earth and the death of that relationship felt like an actual death you know so I, I did have enough in me to realize that, but I still wasn't able to recognize how how attached I was to this person in a way that I was seeking attachment for things that he would never be able to give me despite the fact that if we were if we had stayed together or not, you know, I have no idea how that would have worked out. but the only way for me to recognize that unhealthy attachment and step away from it, would have been for me to recognize it. I I needed to see that he's giving me the love that I need in areas of my life that I'm not feeling loved. You know, my sibling relationship because I felt so much guilt and regret. I was missing it with my parents because not only were they a thousand miles away, but it took me a long time to readjust to the fact that my dad is, is living and I am enough for him despite the fact that he's lost a child, I'm enough and it took me a long time to kind of understand all of that again. So that unhealthy attachment in my life created, I I honestly think, you know, I learned a lot from that relationship because it was my first relationship and I learned a lot really from who I was in that moment in my life, you know, that past version of myself and I have a lot of love and compassion for her. But really that time taught me that, You you don't have to face your demons if you don't want to. You really can find what you're looking for in a inauthentic way in anyone or anything. If you if you give it enough effort and you give it enough pretend magic, you will find whatever it is you need that you're not addressing on your own. So I was missing a ton of love in my life, and I found this guy and I pretended I was in love with him. You know I and I'll say that at the time, I I did think I was, but obviously looking back, I know that I certainly was not, that you can, you can find it. You can find whatever it is you're looking for, validation, love, desire, affection, affirmation, whatever it is. You can find it in a job, in a person, in an action. And it's incredible how much the world has to offer us in ways that, It shouldn't be, I guess, is what I'm kind of trying to say, you know, because we find it. It's not the world giving it to us and being like, hey, you know, fake pretend you're happy. It's us saying, hey, I found this in this person and I'm going to pretend that this is exactly what I need. But it's not. I I need to give myself what I need and I'm finding it in this other person. And it's only going to, you know, hurt me in the long run, which is very true. So it did hurt me for a while that we broke up and I... Just became, again, more of a shell of a person than I've ever been in my life. And then years later, when I came home and went started going through my own healing journey and started living intentionally, is when I really realized, like, wow, that was, that was really toxic on my end, you know? He wasn't necessarily an issue in anywhere. He was a good person. He treated me well. The way he tried to end it was good. But the way everything happened for me was just... So toxic because I had attached, I had latched myself onto this person because he was giving me the love that I needed. And I didn't realize that. I didn't have the energy nor the courage to realize that that's what I needed in my life. I'll say this about unhealthy attachments. And as I said earlier in this podcast, it's okay to fill that need when you need to for a little while. It's okay. We don't have to address it right away. It was okay that I met him, especially because, you know, now six years later, I can look back and see, I see how much I learned from that relationship and that time in my life. It's okay for us to go through that. But again, I'll, I'll ask you this question. How long can we truly sustain that inauthentic energy before it becomes authentic, before it becomes who we truly are and we don't remember what it's like to be authentically happy or authentically fulfilled or loved on our own? I think a lot of us don't realize how much power we have over ourselves. A lot of us can overlook how much we have to offer ourselves, you know, in in really simple ways. We, if we need love, we can give it to ourselves. If we need validation, we can give it to ourselves. If we need comfort, ourselves, everything. And anything you ever need, you can give it to yourself. Now, is it great to have a job that, helps feel validated is it great to have a partner that helps you feel loved is it great to have family that helps you feel loved all of the etc of course that's part of life you know we're we don't want to live and be on our own forever but one of the number one things i really have learned in this spiritual journey and you know all of the information i've consumed throughout is that to really be happy and live a healthy sane life You have to find ways to give yourself everything you need before anyone or anything else can add on to that. They are not the ones giving it to you. They are adding on to what you already give yourself. Oof, I just blew my own mind. That was powerful. (laughs) Okay, so I think that that's probably a really good end to note on because, wow, I just said that backwards. I think that's a really good note to end on because I think that's really powerful. That's what I've got for you guys today. As always, you have questions, contact me via Instagram or on the contact page on the blog. I love you all. Again, I hope you guys are having a fabulous entrance into 2022. And follow me on Instagram if you don't already to make sure you are following my journey back to New York. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.